Hello and welcome to the Mindset Coach Podcast, the show where coaches and coaches-to-be tune in to learn how to integrate mindset coaching tools and neuroscience-based techniques into their practice and grow and scale a coaching business they love. Each week, I'll be sharing easy-to-implement tips, case studies, and business strategies that you can use right away to transform your own mindset and the mindset of those you coach. I'm your host, Lara Young, founder of the Mindset Coach Academy, author of 52 Adventures to Change Your Life, award-winning business owner, coach, and coach trainer. Tune into this podcast each Friday, free on all the podcasting apps, and click to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And remember, mindset is everything. Hello and welcome to the Mindset Coach Podcast. I'm Lara Young and today I wanted to dive in with you into one of the things that I know that you really want to be doing very regularly in your business. Now, there are several things that I recommend that you pay attention to in your business on a regular basis. So things like 90-day planning, things like being really conscious of your financial metrics in your business, and also reviewing the other metrics that you have in your business as well. So whether that is your um, sales metrics, whether that's your client metrics, any kind of thing that you want to measure in your business, you need to be doing on a regular basis. Now, one thing that I find that people perhaps don't do as often as they ought to do is that they don't really go and review their packages. They don't review what it is that their client wants in at a given time, okay? So we all know that life changes, the world changes. We have various things happen across the world. For example, we've emerging now from a global pandemic, which none of us anticipated would happen. And at that time, we had to pivot. We had to move our businesses online, even more so than they were before. We had to reshape the way in which we were designing our offers, in which the way in which we were offering our offers out there into the marketplace. Because, you know, we really want to be able to serve our clients in the best possible way, And that means that we really need to specifically identify the needs that they have in this given moment. And so there's a lot happening in the world right now. And I thought that it would be very useful for us to talk about just guiding you through a a process whereby I'm going to encourage you to look at your existing offers and review them with a fresh eye. And I want you to review them with a fresh eye with a view to actually thinking about, well, what other products or services can I be putting out into the marketplace? How can I re-engineer, redesign my current offers so that I can meet the needs of my clients right now? Are the offers and services that I've got out there really at the moment designed to meet the client's needs in the current climate? And so this is a process that is very useful to do uh, no matter what's happening. And again, I recommend that you always do this as part of your 90-day planning process. So one of the things that we want to think about when we are putting our offers out there, and I guess the most overriding and important thing is that we want to review what is the outcome that our client desires? What are they coming to coaching for? What is the reason that they're working with us? And what do they want to have achieved by the end of that coaching relationship? What do they want to 
be doing? How do they want to be feeling? What do they want to be experiencing in their life or business that they're not already experiencing now? And the more specific that you can be about the outcome that you help your clients achieve, the more attractive that you'll be in terms of bringing those clients in, in magnetizing those clients to you. Because when you know what the outcome is that your products and services help your clients to achieve, you're very easily able to articulate that value. You're much more easily able to articulate what it is that you do with your clients and the way in which you help them. And that's key because if your clients aren't clear about how you help them, then they are not going to hire you. And that is the reality. Now, the other thing that we want to do when we're reviewing those outcomes is to review what is it that our clients want now? What is it that they want in this moment in time? And one of the great ways to do this is to actually look at what they're experiencing. And there's a framework that I've created called the STEER framework, which enables you to really go through and do some detailed thinking, some very specific thinking about the situations that your ideal client within your niche experiences so that you can be developing programs and coaching interventions that will help them to achieve the outcome and to really mitigate those situations to help them uh, navigate those situations. So the STEER framework involves thinking about five key things. The first one is the situation that your client finds themselves in. And here we want specific situations. I'm going to share some examples with you in a moment. We then want to look at what thought arises in our client when they experience that situation. What do they think about when that situation occurs? The next one is their emotions. How do they feel in response to that thought? What emotions does that thought evoke? And then as a result of that thought, what are the what is the action that they take or the inaction that results? Because thoughts, of course, and emotions, emotions lead to action or inaction, reaction, and we want to define what they are. And then finally, we want to be able to say, well, what is the result of that? What is the result of that link between the situation, the thought that they have about the situation, the emotion they feel in response to the thought, the action or inaction that they take, and then the result that they get or that they don't get. The examples I'm going to give you here using the STEER framework are situations where the client does want something to change. Now, of course, you can use this STEER framework for situations where the change has occurred, where your client has installed a new way of thinking, a new way of feeling, new habits, new behaviours, new reactions. They've created new neural pathways, so they're not doing the same old things. They're not repeating the same old patterns. In this example, though, what we want to do is we want to explore situations where your client experiences things, events, um, discussions, interactions that they're not doing well, okay, where the outcome isn't what they desire. So let's take an example of this framework. Uh, Let's think about a client, for example, who runs her own business and she has a home office. She also has a young family and they go to school, they work and she works school hours. 
So the situation is that she arrives back from the school run and she sits down at her desk and she's looking at, opens up a calendar, looks at her to-do list, sees all the appointments that she's got in. She also sees the to-do list that she's got in terms of the other actions that she committed to taking. And then she realises that she has to pick up her daughter earlier from school because she's got to take her to a doctor's appointment. Okay, that's the situation. The thought from that is, oh my gosh, there's too much to do. I'll never get it all done. The emotion that she experiences is overwhelm, frustration, maybe some sadness or a little bit of guilt. And the action or inaction that happens could be that she then turns to social media. She goes and checks out what's happening on Facebook or on Instagram, or perhaps she starts scrolling through Pinterest. And the result of that is that she doesn't get anything done. She doesn't achieve anything in that moment. And there's still a lot to do. So you can see that this becomes a reflexive loop. And perhaps you recognize this situation for yourself or for your clients. Let's take another example of the STEER framework. So another example here would be that someone goes clothes shopping. They're clothes shopping and they try on a dress and it doesn't fit. And they think to themselves, I'm just so tired of being fat. I have to lose weight. The emotion that may accompany that might be shame or disappointment or sadness. And the action or inaction could be that they eat comfort food. Okay, they think I'll blow it. I'm just going to go and I'm here in the shopping mall anyway. I might as well go and have something to eat. And the result is that the cycle continues and they put on weight. Now, these are two very simple examples of a STEER framework, of using this framework to really identify those specific situations that your clients find themselves in, the thoughts, the emotions, the actions, and the results that occur. And as you can see from those two examples, it is a self-perpetuating cycle that happens. And so what we want to do is we want to work with our clients to change that cycle, to interrupt the pattern, and to help them to develop different ways of thinking and responding to situations, um, different ways of behaving and different ways of feeling about situations so that the action that they take is conducive to them achieving the outcomes that they desire. Okay, so for an example, in the um, situation where someone has gone dress shopping, perhaps it's for a special occasion, they try and address and it doesn't fit. Instead of thinking, I'm so tired of being fat, I have to lose weight, they may think um, to themselves, okay, great, while I'm here at the mall, I am going to go and grab some healthy fruit and vegetables. I am going to um, make sure that this doesn't happen again. I am going to get myself fit and healthy. I recognize that I need to do something and I'm just going to go and I'll buy a bigger size today, uh, find something that fits and I feel good in, but the time has come. I'm definitely going to take action now where I'm going to be focusing on my own health and well-being, my own physical health and well-being. I'm going to take some action. Okay. Then they may feel motivated. They may use it as motivation. And the action is they actually go and do something about it. Perhaps they make time to go for a run or start exercising, or as I say, eating healthy foods. And the result is that they're going to lose the weight. So What I want you to do is to really think about what are the situations that your clients are finding themselves in right now? What are the specific situations that they're finding themselves in that 
you know that you can help them with. Okay, now this is going to take a little bit of time for you to sit down and do some thought work around this, but this will, you will reap the benefits because once you can clearly articulate to your clients and with yourself and to your clients what it is that they're experiencing at the moment and use their languaging to describe that, then it becomes so powerful. It becomes powerful because you're going to be using messaging that's going to resonate. They're going to recognize themselves in that situation. And also it means that you have the very first ingredient that you need when it comes to defining what it is that you're going to be offering. What are those packages that you are going to be offering out to your clients uh, that they will be really willing and really keen to sign up for? Okay, because you're speaking to a specific problem and you have a specific outcome that you're helping your clients achieve. Now, let's talk about those packages for a moment, because this is all in the spirit, really, of reviewing and redesigning, re-engineering your existing packages and maybe creating one or two new ones. What I want you to do is to think about, well, what, how are you offering things at the moment? And is there another way that you can repackage up what you already offer so that it is perhaps a shorter time frame, so that it's more immersive, or so that it perhaps goes over a longer time frame if that's going to work for you and your clients, so that maybe you can then introduce a longer term payment plan for them as well. So I think the mistake that a lot of people make is that they think about coaching packages as things like a one and done or a six-week package or a six-month package or a mastermind or a retreat or a VIP day or an immersion experience. But the reality is that they aren't actually what your clients are buying. Your clients aren't buying those things. They are simply containers of time in which the change occurs. What your clients are buying is they are buying the transformation. They are buying that outcome that you're articulating. Okay, now your coaching package, whatever that is, okay, uh, whatever it is, is designed to help your client get the outcome. So I want you to think about where do you help your clients go to and from? So from X to Y, from where they are now to where they want to be, from the present state that they're in to the state that they desire. And really take some time to think about this. But I want to put a caveat on that in a minute. Because I want you to first of all think of the common steers, the common um, situations, thoughts, emotions, actions and results that your clients experience. I want you to think about the presenting problem and write that down in some detail. And then what do they want to do, be or have instead? So that will really help you to articulate where they are now and where they want to be, what the outcome is. Uh, but also what I want to say is that when we think about that present state to desired state, when we think about where they are now and where they want to be, we are not going to be general about it. We're going to be specific. So let me give you some examples of some general statements that you may see quite often uh, on social media, in people's websites, and I've seen quite a lot of this. So, for example, a general statement would be from overwhelmed to calm or from confused to clear or from inertia into action, okay? They are generic general statements. We want to be more specific. And yes, of course, 
your program may beautifully help someone go from overwhelmed to calm. But there's very big difference, isn't there, between someone who's overwhelmed, as in our our mother of two who works during school hours and runs a busy business and is, is, you know, juggling all the things that we juggle, there's a very difference, there's a big difference between the overwhelm that she feels and the overwhelm perhaps that someone feels who is just being promoted in a new job or the overwhelm that someone feels in becoming a father for the first time or the overwhelm that someone feels when they're planning a wedding and they've got an interfering mother-in-law. And so... Yes, people do experience overwhelm and they want to be calm. They do experience confusion and they want clarity. They do experience times when they can't be bothered doing anything, when they're in inertia and they want to spring into action. But we really need to be clear with our clients about how they know that they are experiencing those things and how they will know that they will have something different instead. So we want to create very specific statements. So for example, from couch to 5k, you may have seen that program advertised, right? It's a program which gets people from the couch running 5k. Okay. Some of you may have thought it was couch to 5k months. And actually that's quite a good uh, program name as well. Um, Quite descriptive, but it actually says what it does on the tin from 2k months to 4k months from single to married. There's a very, very definitive and definite start point and end point, right? So where they are now and where they want to be in those statements. And so what I really want you to start to think about as well is what is it that you help your clients to achieve? Where do you help your clients to go from and to? And this is going to require some thought work. You're going to need to sit down and really think about these things and get specific. And if you think you're specific, my guess is you're probably not as specific as you could be. Doing these exercises, what I'd like you to do is if you want some feedback, jump on into the Mindset Coach Collective Facebook group and come and join our community and I will give you some feedback on these statements right in that group. That's the Mindset Coach Collective over on Facebook. Uh, or, of course, you can also tag me on in, message me on Instagram. Send me a DM at Mindset Coach Academy. Want to learn more about how you can become a certified mindset coach? Head on over to our website, www.mindsetcoachacademy.com forward slash coach certification, and you'll find all the information that you need along with a button to book a call with me to talk about how you can become the best coach you can be. Now, the thing is that once you have then defined what it is that you help your clients with, the outcome, right? So I help X, X being your niche, your ideal client, go from present state to desired state. That's not enough, right? You want to extend that by then telling them how you help them to do that. You need to know how you're going to help them to get that outcome. Now, in previous episodes, we've talked about the importance of a coaching framework in building your credibility, in ensuring that you have structure in the work that you're doing so that you know what is happening, how you're leading your client through each session, 
of your coaching intervention. Um, And so you want to have a framework that is going to help you to reliably and consistently help you to get there. And your clients need to know as well that you have got a specific process that you go through. You've got a suite of tools and techniques that you're using to help them go from where they are now to where they want to be. Now, in creating that framework, what you're doing is you're saying, okay, I am going to now write down the processes that I use, the tools, techniques, modalities that I use that I know are going to help my clients to get from where they are to where they want to be. Okay. So for example, at the Mindset Coach Academy, we have a mindset coaching framework that we use, which encompasses a whole suite of diagnostic tools, of subconscious change tools, of unconscious change tools, um, of tools that we use to uncover things like limiting decisions, limiting beliefs, what are our clients' values, what's their emotional frequency, etc. And we use this to really be able to have that really detailed understanding of where our clients are when we begin working with them so that we can then use the most effective change tools with them in helping them to get to where they want to be. And of course, we use the Mindset Dimensions Report as well, which is our comprehensive mindset diagnostic tool uh, to be able to help us understand and our clients understand where they are now so that we can work with them and have the most impact in the quickest amount of time. Now, what you really want to be able to do then is to write down and grab a pen and a piece of paper. You can pause now. I want you to be making sure that you're doing these exercises as I'm describing them to you is to actually write down, think about you've got a client, they're here and they want to be there. What is it that you're going to do with them? What are the steps that you're going to take? What are the tools, the processes that you're going to use? What tasks are you going to be using with them in order to help them to move through that journey in between your sessions with them? So, and if you can, if you can create that framework or when you create that framework, you're going to have something that is going to be, you're going to be able to use that will reliably and consistently help your clients get results. And that will build your own confidence. And then that means that you're much more likely to be putting yourself out there and attracting those clients to you as well, because you'll be working with clients, they'll be getting results, you'll be getting testimonials, and people will want to come and work with you. One other little stretch task that you can do is to start to think about a sticky name, a name that is going to resonate for your package, your process, so that people find it to be synonymous with you. Now, it needs to be really clear and tangible. I don't, for example, recommend that you call a program the Phoenix Rising Program, okay? Because a lot of people don't know what that means unless you describe it for them. So what you want to do is you want to be able to describe to your clients using simple language um, what it is that you do, using a very, very clear um, language, uh, very clear language and naming convention. And um, I have a whole training on this that I do. If you're interested in that, again, just get in touch. But really think about, and I gave you a couple of examples, didn't I? You know, from 2K to 4K months, from couch to 5K. There are a lot of examples where 
we have that level of clarity and I want you to think about that. I do a lot of work with this on this um, one-to-one and in my uh, group group training sessions at the Mindset Coach Academy uh, and it's something I'm really passionate about, making sure that my students, the coaches that I train, really are able to very clearly articulate what it is that they help their clients to achieve. Now, the other thing is I want you to start to think about, because we're here, we're we're doing the we're doing the basic the basic the foundation work sorry we're doing the foundation work to determine well what situations are our clients facing now what do they specifically need our help with what is the process process that we can use what's the framework we can use to help them get there and then what we need to do is we need to work out what container we're going to put that in and by that i mean what is the shape of the coaching program package Uh, that you're going to be using. And look, there are so many different options these days. What you want to make sure is that you can deliver and help your clients to achieve that outcome in that timeframe. That's important. A lot of people say to me, how long should my coaching program be? And I always say, as long as it takes, right? How long does it take to achieve the outcome? Now, many of you are looking at the moment to create additional programs to revise your existing programs, perhaps so that they are more financially viable for your clients, Um, maybe because you want something that is a quick injection that people can use, perhaps they have the first step to doing something. So I want you to think about the things that you've got available at the moment. So you may have, for example, an opt-in, a lead magnet, or a discovery call. So that's how people are starting to get to know you. They're getting to know you through your content marketing. But perhaps you have an opt-in or a lead magnet um, that people are signing up for to your email list and that they can consume easily and that does make a difference. So this is an opportunity now to think about what is something that people at the moment, and again, this is something I want you to do every 90 days as part of your 90-day planning, what is something people need right now? What can I get out there that will really help and serve my community, my clients, my potential clients in the current climate, whatever that climate may be, right? What is going to help them and benefit them right now? And then you create your opt-in, your lead magnet that will fulfill part of that that will be whole and complete in and of itself that will be valuable that won't overwhelm your clients that will be easy to consume and that they will then recognize that you are an expert in your field that you have something to give you have knowledge to share and that you're someone who you know they would ultimately like to work with now i won't go into detail about how to create opt-ins and lead magnets on this uh, episode i've done a prior episode briefly on it and i will extend uh, and do another episode about that but i want you just to think in your mind now like what could i be getting out there what would be useful for my clients at this moment in time then I also want you just to think about your current suite of offerings and just acknowledge, like just make a note, have you got a lower priced or entry level offer that you put out for people that people can access readily and easily at a low investment that will help them to create all or part of the change that they desire in some way, shape or form that will help them to achieve one outcome that they are looking to achieve that they need, okay? Okay. 
Have you got a mid-priced offer? Now, this, of course, involves more of you um, in the delivery of it potentially, but what have you got kind of in the middle? And then have you got a higher higher end offer as well? Now, you don't need to have three offers. You can have one offer. It does not matter. What I would recommend, though, is that you don't have more than three offers because when people are confused, they won't buy. Now, in the spirit of what we're what I'm sharing with you now, I really want you to think about, is there an opportunity for me to create an offer to fill a gap in my in my suite of offers, to fill the gap in my client journey? Is there something that's needed that I'm not currently even offering or delivering? If you've got, for example, a high-end offer or a medium-priced medium offer that your clients are saying to you, well, I can't really afford it right now, then what options do you have? You have several options. You have the option to extend a payment plan and a word of caution here that, you know, once you go, payment plans really should only last for up to 12 months. I'm not a legal advisor, but my understanding is that when you have a payment plan, if it extends over 12 months in some jurisdictions, so in some countries, you are then getting into a point where you are offering credit, okay? So you're offering your client credit. Effectively, a payment plan is a credit agreement, right? So just be careful there about how long a payment plan that you're offering your clients. Um, So you can offer a payment plan. What you could also do is look to break up your existing program package service into smaller chunks, smaller modules that they can purchase individually, okay? So for example, one of the things that I have done is I have taken my hypnotherapy practitioner or hypnotherapy certification program out of my mindset coach certification program and I have created, I've added to it and I have created a standalone hypnotherapy certification. It's globally recognized and I've taken that out. It is one of the many elements that form the mindset coach certification. It's still in there, by the way, don't panic. I haven't taken it out entirely. It's still included in the mindset coach certification. But what I've done is I have taken that out as something that I can offer um, that is a lower priced um that is a lower priced investment uh, for potential clients. And in fact, I've had several people who have completed the hypnotherapy practitioner training who have then gone on to do my uh, mindset coach certification program. So I want you to think how you can perhaps, you know, use payment plans or perhaps you can take certain things out of existing packages and programs so that you can create this modular approach. So you can perhaps sell different modules um, at different times. Obviously, you uh, would think about perhaps having a lower price for the overall program if they buy them all together. But by separating it out, you can make it affordable for people. You can also mean it can also mean that they uh, feel like it's not so overwhelming and that they have time to actually consume that thing. Now, what about coaching? What about our coaching services? Well, sometimes when, depending on what's going on in the world, people just want a short intervention. They may want something that does give them clarity. I'm not going to call it the clarity program, but it may be something that they just want clarity. So you can actually start to think about, well, what short programs, what short coaching services can I develop and create that will meet the need right now? 
So by doing your steer statements, by doing your steer framework, what you're actually doing is you're giving yourself the information about perhaps, okay, well, what would be really useful? What would I want if I was in that situation? And sometimes it's simply a matter of helping your clients to get really clear about what their goal is, uh, really clear about what the blocks um, are to that goal, what's helping them, what will hinder them from achieving the goal. So that could be a package, right, with an action plan. Maybe your clients need help making a decision, right? They need help to really just get some clarity and then make a decision about an area of their life or an area of their business. And again, this can be a very powerful one and done session that you help them with that gives them that bit of a kickstart. They may want a one and done strategy session or a breakthrough session. They may want to focus on one element. So for example, if you're a social media coach, maybe you could offer something that focuses on helping your clients just get define some of the topics that they're going to be talking about over the next three months okay or maybe you might um, do some sessions with them around being confident on showing up live or showing up in video think about all the different elements and the different building blocks that you have in your bigger packages and then look to perhaps you know condense those into small bite-sized pieces that people can do in a shorter amount of time and for perhaps a slightly lower investment than um, your larger programs require. You could also start to think about, well, how can I package up things a little bit differently? So for example, if you do have primarily one-to-one coaching services, maybe what you could do is expand that out, rework that so that it is a one-to-six package. So what I mean by that is you may say that you will work with six people at the one time more in a group coaching container where people have a hot seat rather than you know a full hour or 90-minute session with you um, and that you identify the sort of things that people need, your clients need in those sessions, some of the typical things that come up, and you can work them through those processes. So you could work them through goal-setting processes as a group or identifying blocks and barriers as a group. You can do value solicitation as a group as well. So just think about if you're currently delivering one-to-one and you want to make your program or package a little more affordable for people, um, then maybe what you want to do is to you know, add a group, have it as a group thing rather than one-to-one, okay, so that you can um, still generate revenue, obviously, into your business. You're still in profitability, but what you're doing is offering it to people at a lower price point. So it's an easier investment for people um, depending on where they are and what they want. And of course, then you can also offer an upgrade option where they do have someone to one with you and it is more of a VIP experience. So some simple tips, I guess, for me this week, but I, I do want you to take the time and just mark in your calendar now, every 90 days, I want you to look at your suite of offerings. I want you to think about think about your client, hold your client in, in your mind. Think about the situations, the very specific situations that they're currently facing. And I recommend doing at least three steer statements every 90 days. Um, and then from that, think about the outcome that they want, what will most benefit them. And then 
Have a look at your lead magnet, your opt-in. Have a look at the programs that you've got. Have a look at how you can re-engineer, redesign, or design new offerings that will meet that need. Because your responsiveness and ultimately your knowledge of your marketplace just really does demonstrate your credibility as a coach, but also it develops, it, it demonstrates the fact that you actually understand where your clients are at. And that is a very, very powerful thing for you and for them. This week in 52 Adventures to Change Your Life, we're going to declutter your inbox, your email inbox. Uh, This is an interesting one for me. I have at times had 30,000, 40,000 emails in my inbox. I know some of you have just fallen off your chairs or perhaps you've tripped on the path as you're walking along listening to this. Um, And uh, so, yeah, it's not something I'm proud of, but hey, we get so many emails. We subscribe to things, don't we? Or we, you know, and that can be from people's newsletters right through to, you know, shopping or what have you. We get lots and lots of emails all the time. So here are some steps. You can either, actually, you can go onto Fiverr and find someone to help you do this. I have an amazing VA who is completely the master of my inbox. Um, But what you can do is you can review the context contents of your email inbox and the folders that you have. You can delete emails you've read and action those that you haven't and then move them into folders. There's this whole system where you can actually, you know, have have emails go straight into specific folders. I'm not going to go into the technical aspects of how that works because, to be honest, I don't know, but I know that you can actually have that automation in place and then unsubscribe from any email subscriptions that you don't read or that you don't use um, and really just take the opportunity to really clear out that inbox um, and make use of it as a strategic tool in your business so that you are flagging important messages, that you're responding in good time to people. I know that I get a lot of emails every day. Um, And also just think about your strategy for reading emails. You know, I find that if I read them at two different times in the day, once at 10 and once at four in my time, then that really helps me because I do it in a concentrated burst rather than every time my notification pings up, I'm looking at my email. No, 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 that is so distracting. So what I find works for me specifically is that I will only read emails and attend to emails at certain times in my day. So of course, as always, um, this adventure is from 52 Adventures to Change Your Life. It's my book. I have journal prompts in there as well. Um, And just write down what you did to achieve it. Take the time to do it. It's really, really, really powerful. And then what you're most proud of. And also think about your email behaviours. What will you stop, start and continue doing as a result? All right then. Well, that's it for this week. I really look forward to seeing you next week. And I look forward to seeing you inside the Mindset Coach Collective Facebook group and to hearing your steer statements and to hearing about the packages that you're developing. Bye for now. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of the Mindset Coach Podcast. Remember to join us next week for another episode and subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a review if you've loved it. Share it with your friends. And I really look forward to learning how you're implementing the tools and techniques that you're learning here. Mindset is everything.